A beast lies in a riverbed. He is confident when the waters run against his mouth, and he has no fear of turbulent waters. You can't take him by his eyes or pull his nose with a snare. This behemoth is no chaos monster, but he does sow chaos in the riverways of Africa. The hippopotamus seems like a rotund herbivore that only threatens the grass. But he's really a mighty mammal to be feared and respected. But being imposing is one way to rise above the food chain in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Ryan for the creation of this week's artwork. To check it out, you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter at LD Taxonomy or visit us at our home on the web at LDTaxonomy.com. And today we're talking about Moto Moto and why he doesn't like you. That is, you took one of my. <laughs> Darn we'll it! More on that later. <laughs> he likes him chunky. <laughs> well, I'm only have two nicknames for this one, but in but we are talking about the one and only. We're doing a famous animal this time, the hippopotamus. Every once in a while, we'll do an animal that you already knew about, but maybe <laughs> didn't know how crazy it was, and the hippo's a crazy one. So. We're going to call it, by the way, hippopotamus is Greek for river horse, uh, with hippo meaning horse, believe it or not. Um, that's why the hippodrome in Rome is for racing horses. So whenever you call a hippo a hippo, you're just calling it a horse in Greek. Huh. So sh- shame on you, I guess, and me for the rest of this episode, because that's what I'm going to call it. Um, but we can also call it here the Goliath of Gethsemane. Gethsemane? I always say that wrong. And I'll explain why I chose that, chose that nickname later. And the literal land whale. Because its closest relatives are whales. Obviously. Yep. And then the last one is going to be Motomoto, but you just you just took all of the thunder and all of the wind that was in my sails and just and and put it in your own bank account. Well, at least that's not exactly a... That wasn't like one of your more like it's one you put a lot of work into. Right, just a reference. That would have been remarkable had you had you uh, <laughs> said one of the ones I put some work into. All right, yeah. So, uh, you ready to taxonomize this? I sure am. All right, it's in a kingdom you know, love, and are in. The kingdom is Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. The class is Mammalia, of course. Uh, the order is Artiodactyla. Which is uh, odd toed ungulates, or is it even toed? I'm fairly certain it's odd. It's definitely odd toed. Nope, it's even. I'm definitely. I'm so wrong all the time. <laughs> it's even toed ungulates. Um, the and that's like uh, like giraffes and uh, pigs and deer and camels and the like. Uh, the family is Hippopotamidae. Yep. Uh, and the genus is Hippopotamus. <laughs> I think this is the only animal where the... Oh, no. Bison. Bison, bison. Yep. Yeah. 
It's very rare that the animal's name is just in its uh, nomenclature. And the species is amphibious. Uh, it is the only extant member of its genus, uh, let alone species. But there used to be others that were, I guess, less amphibious. But the binomial nomenclature is the hippopotamus amphibious. And while you might think, hey, it probably looks like a, a pig or a cow or something, um, you might be right that it looks like that, but it's definitely not related to either of those. It is Its closest relatives are whales that, that are also in artiodactyla, I guess in terms of skeletal structure. But since we're in the business of naming things, it's time for my favorite part of the show. Cue the music. Critter groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and the question is the same every time. What is the name of the group of this animal, or what is the term of entering, or what is the collective noun? It's all the same. If you saw a group of hippopotamuses, would you call it A, an aggregate of hippopotamuses, a, a B, a bloat of hippopotamuses, C, a clump of hippopotamuses, or D, a dump of hippopotamuses? A dump, a clump. What were the first two? Aggregate and bloat. They're all A, B, C, D. We go with bloat. Is that your final answer? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. The answer is bloat. It rhymes with float. That is. Was that your reasoning? Sort of, but I don't think they actually float because they like kick off the bottom. Yeah, they don't float. We'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> they do not float. Because their uh, specific gravity is too great for that. They are extremely heavy, which we'll, we'll talk about later. And uh, their, the, the volume they take up is, uh, does not account for how heavy they are. They're very dense. Uh, relatively smart, so they're not that kind of dense. But <laughs> do you want to hear what it looks like? Sure. All right, in case you didn't know what a hippo looks like. Uh, it is a giant cow-pig-horse manatee. With an oblong, barrel-shaped body, short, stubby legs like my dog Yoshi, and a tiny little tail. Unlike my dog Yoshi, but more like a Eeyore. Um, it has a massive rhino-esque head uh, with a long, wide snout, little round ears, and it its whole body is covered in, a, in grayish, purplish skin. Uh, with almost no fur. So just little tufts here and there, but is not a furry animal. Um, it also has uh, webbed feet. So there are, are there's skin stretching in between its uh, even number of toes that uh, allow it to putz along the riverbeds. Uh, it's putz along the riverbeds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's... <laughs> It's, but she's she's not like rowing down swiftly. It's just kind of like, like a uh, lazy just, river. Yeah, it's like a lazy river. She's in an inner tube, <laughs> and that's where the song ends because it's just so lazy. <laughs> um, the hippo's eyes, ears, and nostrils are on the top of its head so that it can hear, see, and breathe while keeping most of its body submerged, kind of like a crocodile has. Uh, it has possibly one of the largest mouths in the animal kingdom relative to its size. Um, and that mouth is filled with molars to 
specifically chew what it likes to eat, which is grass, but it also has, near the front of its mouth, a bunch of huge canines and incisors that can get as long as a f- uh, one one foot eight inches long. It's huge. Canine crunchies. It's like a, it's like a medieval dagger. Um, and those are used to fight off potential predators um, or other males, so they're they're weapons of war. They don't use them to eat. Um, and the teeth sharpen as they grind together in the hippo's mouth. Um, the hippo also, to that effect, has one of the strongest bites in the animal kingdom at 1,800 PSI, pounds per square inch. And to put that in reference, uh, the lion has 650, so that's like a third of the bite strength of the hippo. The hyena has 1,100. So we've already talked about how strong the hyena's uh, bite strength is. Um, and then the crocodile is the always as always is the absolute champion at 3700 um but it still puts the hippo up there in like the top uh i think 10 strongest bites in the animal kingdom plus the the size and weapons that it's working with with that bite strength yeah it can just it just does a lot of damage it can can cover a lot of ground with that uh that psi yeah, you, you might prefer a hyena at that point it'll it'll crunch whatever it's crunching well, it'll the, crunch a lot less. The hyena is has less psi. Oh, oh, and less less that it can actually bite with one bite. So the hippo will just snap you in half. So yeah, hyena all the way. Give me that. <laughs> Give, except you're probably I'm all on board. You're you're full. You're full uh, hyena uh, goring. <laughs> but as long as it's just one, if you have to yeah. deal with a. a you know, a pack of hyenas, then it it's it becomes a lot worse, I I think. But I guess it's up to your personal preference what you'd rather be gored by. <laughs> I don't wanna I don't wanna yoke anyone's yak. But I did mention that this is a heavy boy. Motomoto is is a heavy boy. He likes him chunky. And uh girl, you huge. <laughs> oh wow. That's one. The Madagascar Two is one of Bibby's favorite animated movies, so we end up watching I've, it a lot. I think we mentioned first of that all, on the show. I've never seen it. It's pretty good. It's I think it's funnier than the first one because they really lean into King Julian and they don't. Um, they don't. He doesn't overstay his welcome. Like it's they don't overkill his character. He's just funny. Wow, what a choice! Did I? But <laughs> have, again, have I convinced you? No. <laughs> you when you said it heavily leans into King Julian, that made me like it. Like I was less interested. Really? Although it's oh, my favorite part of Madagascar. Although 1. there's no character on Madagascar that you could have said it's all about them, and I would have been like, oh yeah, I'm on board. Oh, it's definitely not all about Julian, um, but he's just he has more screen time. But I I. Yeah, he's he he makes it, I think. And I I you you have to you're you are subjected to a lot less of Chris Rock screaming in your ear. I like that. But I just watched As- Osmosis Jones again, so that was a lot of Chris Rock screaming in my ear. Anyway, this is a heavy boy. <laughs> <laughs> How heavy is it, Joe? Good question. Let's Ugh. talk about that. I didn't know that with you were dropping hints. Hippopotam hints. Hippopotam hints. Hippopotamuses. Yeah, there, there you go. 
in the it, uh, living in the hinterlands. Welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send an audio yourself saying, saying you're jittering the words measure up into LD da- LD taxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro. No. But that means we get to hear from an animal and Carlos has to guess what it is. I had to pull that up, but I didn't even use it. It's just a security wall of text at this point. It's spoilerplate language. Yeah. It's like the doxology. I don't need to read that. <laughs> I know it. I got it. There's only like seven words in it. So it's all it's all locked in here. Steel trap. Uh, but without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Oh man, I wish we had our camera on. <laughs> you see my face as I was assaulted by this sound. Oh, it is a it was quite a sound. Oh, I knew it would be a crowd pleaser. Oh, I'm sure everyone is uh, frantically trying to save that snippet and add it to their uh, their their Spotify playlist. <laughs> uh. If we were like the amount of famous that it need, it takes to be as a podcast for fans to do animations, just I'd love to see the animation of that. <laughs> Although I saw the animal do it itself. So Which is probably pretty good. Is it A, a hippopotamus? Is it B, a moose? Is it C, a camel? Or is it D, a seal? D seal final answer. Final answer. Yeah. That that is correct. Yeah. That was the guttural <laughs> nonsense of a seal. A seal or a sea lion? Not a it looks like a spotted seal, but I can't be sure. If it's so cute you can't stand it, then it's a seal, and if it's okay, then it's a sea lion. Mm, I think it's a seal. It's not. It's not like a brown sea lion. It's a gray and speckled seal. Okay, that sounds like maybe like a leopard seal or something. <laughs> Somebody typed in Taco Bell, another satisfied customer. <laughs> Somebody in the YouTube comments. <laughs> it does sound like someone uh, dealing with Taco Bell pains. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Joey is experiencing one of the very rare times that you can go into the YouTube comments section and enjoy yourself. Yeah. (laughs) No, but I can't read any of these comments. They're unsavory. Uh, Like Taco Bell. Let's let's talk length. Yeah, they have a lot to do with Taco Bell and and, and its consequences. And bodily functions. Yes. Yeah. the length of them is 2.9 to 5.05 meters or 9.5 to 16.9, 16, 16.6 feet. Thank so we're you. going with the upper end of average and that's 16.6. Okay. How many go, how many hippos go into the highest in the, into the height, man, I could not type when I was typing this. <laughs> 
How many hippos go into the height of Mount Tahat, the tallest mountain in Algeria? Uh-huh. No idea. Well, here's a hint. No idea. The old city Hippo Regius was located in modern-day Algeria. It was where St. Augustine of Hippo was uh, was bishop until he died during a Vandal siege on the city. Van- the Vandals, siege of the city. He didn't die by the sword. He died by probably starvation or stress or heart failure or something. He was like 74. That's what usually gets you during a siege. Hey, you know where August- Augustine's from? Hippo. Yeah, I just said that. Oh, wait. No, never mind. Delete that. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing math. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I did this. Okay, never mind. Anyway, I think it's going to take 602 hippos to get to the top of Mount uh, whatever, Tellus or whatever you said. Because I'm assuming that the tallest mountain in Algeria, a country of which I know nothing about their mountains... Uh, is 10,000 feet. 10,000 feet. Final answer. Mm-hmm. Yep. The correct answer is 593. What? What? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I was I was uh, nine off. Amazing. <laughs> the mountain is 9,852 feet. Oh, Boy, I was 148 feet off. How? 3,000 3, meters and change. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. I feel good. That's an adrenaline rush right there. <laughs> Let's talk weight. There are it's like, it's 15... like getting a goal in uh, in Rocket League. Goodness. In Rocket League. Oof. Full throttle goal. Mm-hmm. Spinning. In the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The they're they're they weigh fifteen thousand kilograms or three thousand three hundred and ten pounds. How many hippos go into the weight of the total number of hippos in the wild, in Colombia? Oh, I've got a whole thing on that. Oh, you do? Dang it! I don't know how many hippos are in the wild in Colombia, but I do have a whole thing on how they got there. So I shouldn't say the hint. Sure. Yeah. I mean, unless you just, it's. Yeah, I'll I'll say it. Fine. So there are hippos in Colombia. <laughs> there are hippos in Colombia. <laughs> Bet you didn't know that. Um, I don't know how many so, there are. So though. basically, you're just like looking for how many hippos there are today. Here's a hint. They're estimated, if left unchecked. Estimated to grow to a population of around fourteen hundred in the next fifteen years. Oh, that's a that's a very good end. All right, so it's definitely less than fourteen hundred, and I know that it's less than it's more than fourteen or sixteen. Sorry, um, so it's between sixteen and fourteen hundred. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say there's uh and there. I'm going to say there's 900 um, hippos. So the 900. Answer, yeah, the answer is 900 hippos. 900 hippos would go into the number of hippos there are in, in Colombia. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, final answer. Yes. Correct answer is 120. What? That's it? Yeah. I mean, if they were already at 900, it would they would they would get to 1400 in like three years. Uh, I guess I have I've never really plotted out uh, population growth for hippos or forecasts or anything like that. So yeah, I guess that makes sense. There's only how many did you say there were? 120. 120. Okay. <clears throat> Quite a crazy story. We'll talk about it soon. Yes. Also, I have here that the largest hippo recorded was uh 9920 pounds almost 10000 pounds it is the uh third heaviest land animal land mammal um just behind just behind the rhinoceros and then obviously the uh the elephant can get to be like 13 14000 pounds so but hey considering how much bigger in volume an elephant is than a, a hippo it's uh it's, it's pretty impressive and no wonder they can't float so are you ready for some <laughs> fast true. facts they're like stitch they're too dense too dense too too muscular we'll go with that yeah i'm ready for some fast facts all right uh you hinted at it already since you've mentioned uh countries in africa but they are currently their current range uh, is in scattered riverlands all across sub-Saharan Africa, um, with the exception of Madagascar and the Kalahari Desert. Um, they like wetlands. They spend most of their time in freshwater lakes and rivers, but in West Africa, uh, they tend to live in brackish uh, estuaries. And brackish means a mix of freshwater and saltwater as the ocean meets the rivers. And uh, sometimes it even swims out to the ocean. Being a mammal, it can... It's totally fine being in the uh, the ocean. Um, it almost exclusively eats grass on land, which I didn't know. I assumed that it ate like um, water you know, plants. Like, yeah, w- aquatic plants. But it, I mean, it will if in in some cases, but uh, it definitely does not make up most of its diet. It will go on land to feed, um, and it'll pretty much eat any plants you do put in front of it. Um, and it'll also eat carrion and occasionally be cannibalistic. Although it is not meant to eat meat. Its stomach, and we've talked a lot about the digestive systems of animals, whether or not they're built to eat uh, meat, like the panda, or plants, like the cow. And the uh, the hippo's digestive system, its three-chambered stomach, is very similar to the cow's. In fact, it's a pseudo-ruminant. Uh, which so it does have that uh, three-chambered stomach, but it does not chew the cud, meaning it doesn't eat the food into one chamber of the stomach, then regurgitate it back into the mouth to chew it again for easier digestion, like cows do, um, and uh, deer and stuff like that. So pseudo ruminant, um, and despite having webbed feet, like I mentioned earlier, and spending a ton of the time ton of its time in the water it is not a very good swimmer and like we've mentioned several times it cannot float so when it gets in the water it spends its time uh kind of walking along the bottom of the uh river or lake where it is and sometimes it stands up on its hind legs in the water to have its you know its face and uh above the water kind of like a crocodile that might be why their feet are webbed because if you've got two of them floating 
in front of you and you're standing on your hind legs, you could probably gain some stability with some webbed flaps. Yeah, and plus just being like being able to walk along if they're still kind of they're still swimming when they move along the 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 they're like tippy toeing. Yeah, but and it and it helps to have webbed feet for sure. Um they they can hold their breath for up to five minutes, which I didn't th- I thought they could hold their breath for a lot longer. Um and for an animal that spends so much of its time underwater, that does not seem like a lot. Uh, but it does rise to breathe unconsciously. Uh, just like you breathe unconsciously until you think about it. Um, it just naturally rises to the surface, takes a breath, and goes back down. And it'll you even... just ruined everyone right now. <laughs> everyone listening is now thinking about their, <laughs> their breathing. breathing. Yeah, it went from um, the sympathetic to the parasympathetic nervous system. Or the other way around. Those are just two words I know having to do with the, word, the nervous system. Um, Let's think about hippos. Everyone think about hippos. <laughs> well, if you've ever seen Dumbo, there's the the very, very sad song, Baby of Mine. And uh, there's a scene where the hippos are sleeping underwater and just blowing bubbles. But in reality, every five minutes, they would come up to the surface while still being asleep to take a breath. And then they would come back down. So that allows them to sleep underwater hmm. without drowning. Um and check out our pilot whale episode to see to f- figure out how um, cetaceans like dolphins or not sorry porpoises and cetaceans like whales manage to not drown and sleep at the same time. The hippo lives for about fifty years in the wild, so it's actually pretty pretty long lifespan for a for a mammal. Um, and here is where why I called it the Goliath of Gethsemane. Uh, they actually secrete a red substance that people have called blood sweat. If you remember your uh, gospel stories, uh, Jesus was praying so hard in the Garden of Gethsemane that he sweat blood. Uh, and But this is not the case for the hippo. Uh, it's not blood or sweat. Uh, it's just a sunscreen. It's a natural sunscreen. It just happens to be red. Uh, or kind of an orangish red that coats its body so it doesn't get sunburned because it spends so much time in the magnifying, uh, in the water that magnifies the sun's rays. And since it doesn't have any fur, its, sun is just, its skin is just directly exposed to the sun. By the way, did you know that that's something that ha- can happen to people under like extreme sweat- stress? It's not just... It's not an isolated incident. I did know that. Hematohydrosis. Hematohydrosis? Yeah, it's rare. Some people have uh, what's called chromiohydrosis, where they sweat like different colors, like bright blue and stuff like that. It's crazy. Look it up. Interesting. Um, All right, now on to the the fun stories about hippos. Infamous drug lord and insane rich guy, Pablo Escobar, had a private zoo in his estate in Colombia that had four hippos in it. This is why there are hippos in Colombia. After authorities tucked Escobar in for his uh, little dirt nap, they didn't move the hippos because they were too difficult to move. And uh, before long, they multiplied to 16, so 16 hippos. Um, And then eventually, a few of the hippos attacked some people and their cattle. 
And so those same authorities also tucked one of those hippos in for his dirt nap. But the hippies in Colombia got really mad about that. Clearly valuing the life of this hippo over the person that the hippo killed. Um, and uh, the the ecology of the ecosystem yeah. around. Like, stop killing this invasive, massive killing machine. Um, that wasn't supposed to be here and is only here because the worst one of the worst people in history has managed to bring it over um but uh so everyone just decided to let them be they haven't really come to a real decision on what to do with the hippos and as you mentioned there are what did you say 160 something 120 there's 120 of them now um and yeah so there are are hippos thriving in uh colombia and apparently by 2036 there will be 1400 of them <laughs> and so it's it's about to get out of hand for them it, uh with a population boom and it's an ideal place for them to live there's lots of rivers and no predators for them to worry about uh outside of people uh so who's a real monster and we and this almost happened in the u.s believe it or not now escobar did his, uh brought his hippos over in the 80s back when he was doing his thing um but we almost had hippos in the u.s back in the early turn of the century back in the oh yeah in 1910 times um which were very scary uh so a few enterprising men uh that actually met fighting on opposite sides of the second boer war in uh in south africa which is the war to between south africans and british in, the, in england um in fact they were actually under orders to assassinate each other <laughs> like this is this is like they they were pretty high ranking in in the british and south african army uh respectively one guy uh fritz du Dukens? yeah fritz Dukens. he was the one who's the south african guy uh, he was an assassin, spy, journalist, soldier, big game hunter, and eventual Nazi. So quite possibly one of the most interesting people ever. Um, and you can read about his story. It is it, it is fascinating. Um, but anyway, he they, they wanted to introduce hippos to eat an annoying plant in the bayous of Louisiana. Uh, they were just had a, they had an invasive species of plants, so they were like, "How do we fight fire with fire with in this situation?" <laughs> they didn't even uh, consider anything else. They're like, uh, "We we have fire. We need more fire. We need an." an they did a lot of like woman who swallowed the fly kind of logic when it came to invasive species back then. Yeah, I think it was we, way back in the day we talked about the. I think it was the giant snail. Yeah, they introduced another snail to eat the first snail, and now the other snail is invasive. And you don't and you don't introduce a very dangerous and difficult to kill animal into your ecosystem ever. Really, that's not a good idea uh, unless it was already there. In in Colombia, they they captured one bull castrated him and then released him you know like we do to cats here mm -hmm. but it costs fifty thousand dollars <laughs> so it's not viable no especially especially once there's 1400 of them um 
so yeah, they they brought the the the, the, the it was called the hippo bill. And um, these two guys, they wanted to, they wanted to introduce the hippo for two reasons: one, to eat that annoying water plant; two, to be a source of domestic meat, uh, because there was a meat shortage in America at the time. And this bill was even backed by Teddy Roosevelt himself. And the papers called hippo meat Lake Cow Bacon. <laughs> uh, Interesting. Sounds delicious. And uh, fortunately, thank heavens, the, the the hippo bill never passed. <laughs> Who knows what what America would look like today, or at least the American South would look like today, um, if we had a lot of hippos. Very just strange. Ro- roaming I mean, around, probably couldn't. Probably be more dangerous. It'd probably be sure. very dangerous just to be just to have, own a house and live there. Um. But other than that, that's all I've got. I know it was a lot, goodness. But there's hippos are cool. Well, here's some other fast facts. They will eat meat and even cannibalize each other in certain circumstances, but it's not normal. They're not built to eat meat. It's usually an extreme measure. Uh, like pandas, they're born sterile uh, in the gut. And they oh, yeah. eat their mother's waste to gain gut bacteria. Delicious. Uh, they also use echolocation. What? Yeah, but we don't know what that's for. Whoa, I did not know that. Uh, yeah, very, very cetacean of them. Um, but here's the major fact. Uh, the hippopotamus is known as one of the most aggressive megafauna in Africa. Hippos are known to chomp down on crocodiles in the water, and they're reportedly able to chomp them in half. Uh <laughs> There, there's even a video of a hippo saving and it, it, I wrote antempole, but I meant, uh, antelope, uh, by crushing a croc. But before you think they're altruistic, they may also attack impalas and other herbivores just for wandering into their territories to escape predators. And there's a video of that as well. So they also kill around 500 people a year. That's an often quoted number. I don't know how accurate it is, but it was in National Geographic. But what makes them so mean? The main reason is that they're extremely territorial. And they're hungry, hungry. Though they are gregarious, they are really not that social with each other. Uh, So meaning, in other words, they hang around each other, but they don't develop social bonds. The only members of a herd to develop a social bond are mothers and daughters. Everyone else is kept and just pretty much keeps it themselves. Hmm. So males control a short stretch of river that also populates. It's also populated by females. So they can, their control of their territory ensures their mating rights with the surrounding females but they'll also allow adolescent males to enter their territory as long as they're submissive to the dominant male. But uh, that also may be because young males and females are indistinguishable. <laughs> There's to, no to the to the the uh, the males. Like surely they can tell the difference. Not necessarily. There's no sexual dimorphism except for size. So if they're the same size, it's impossible to tell until you get up close. Um, it's the same with other species like penguins. Uh, 
that that's a great problem for certain penguins because they do not know the difference between males and females. So, and they made for life. So once you make a mistake, <laughs> it's, that's what, that's happened. There are no take backsies. I think that's on like one of the penguin documentaries on Netflix or something, or maybe it was on Disney plus. It was like, well, these guys are in trouble. <laughs> I definitely uh, not the one on Disney plus. Male aggression comes from fierce defense of their territory. There seems to be no partiality when it comes to species. Females aren't above aggression either. They'll charge and chomp anything that seems to threaten their calves. I saw a video once of like a baby going around crocodiles and sniffing them and like tugging at their tails and stuff. And they did, the crocodiles didn't do anything. The voiceover of the video was like, because the, you know, billion ton mom is right in the water and the crocodiles are taking that in con- into consideration. It's like, probably not. Probably their primordial lizard brains are in Basque mode and they can't be bothered. But uh, either way, it's impressive. <clears throat> well, or they don't see the, like, if something's not a threat or food, then maybe they just, they just don't move. I mean, you yeah, see them piled oh, on top of each other all the time, so... Crocodilians are notoriously like lazy and not aggressive when they're basking. If they're in the water, they're dangerous. Although we, when we in our, I think our saltwater crocodile episode, we talked about how Nile crocodile. Oh, is it Nile? They can sometimes like attack from like the bushes, which is insane. Yeah, Um, there's no stopping them. Which I'm surprised that they don't that they are regularly killed by by hippos i would think that at least they could put up a, a a decent fight but i guess if a hippo gets a hold of their their midsection there's nothing the crocodile can do the hippos will also get really upset if you block them from getting into the water so if if you're by a river and you see on if the river's on your left and you see a hippo on your right you definitely do not want to be where you are you want to get yeah. out of the way. Do you, so, but do you want to jump in the water? and? No. You, you want to probably go sideways. <laughs> you just want to fly directly straight upward. That's yes. <laughs> That's the bird's way. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also seem to dislike disturbances in their territory. When prey animals struggle against predators, hippos may be equally as likely to kill the prey as they are the predators. Just to get some peace and quiet. <laughs> It's like, I will turn this car around. I don't care who started it. Yeah, that's pretty Both much, of yeah. you are going to get grounded. That's what they used to tell us in football. It's like, if somebody, like, takes a cheap shot, they're always like, listen, they only ever, refs only ever see the second hit. So it doesn't matter if you didn't start it. You'd get in trouble. Their, so their aggression mixed with the way they control stretches of river as their territory seems to contribute to their conflicts with other animals and people. Rivers are important sources of food and water, and animals are forced to venture near them despite danger. Um, which is the 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 crocodile's business model. So they're but, the they're the Immortan Joe of the of the the savanna. Yes. They control all so, the waterways. So there might be a ton of like big animals like that. Like if there was a, a thing that you needed to go to and rhinos lived near it as it's at and used it as territory, 
you might be getting gored by a lot more rhinos. Uh, but in 2020, a perfect storm of flooding and also the bad economic downturn from COVID-19 has put Kenyan fishermen in direct conflict with hippos. Fisher in high demand as the, the economics uh, shut off some other options. So sending the circumstances, sending more people to the water to fish and get sustenance. Um, and hippos are able to capsize boats, drowning or killing people in the process. Around 40 fishermen were attacked around one particular lake, Lake Navasha in Kenya in 2020. Bad wow. time to be a fisherman in Kenya. How terrifying would that be to have your boat knocked over by a hippo and then just to know you're done for i was watching some videos of of accounts of survivors of that exact situation one guy who like was swallowed half swallowed head first by a hippo then spit out grabbed again and it was half swallowed legs first and like he they said like he came out with like something like dozens of major bites it's like wow yeah he must have been pulverized goodness he survived horrifying no joke that's all i got it's it's like would it be obviously would be a little scarier if they were hunting you but it's like they just want you out of their territory yeah but yeah, the that's why the hippo has the reputation as being the having the highest annual kill count for animals outside of disease carrying animals. Yeah, ma- mammals, pretty much. Definitely mammals. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not the Nile crocodile, um, but it's just the, the 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 fact that the hippo spends so much time on land. Um, there increased aggression and just how how like what you said the people are and other animals are forced to come to rivers as a source of uh of lots of things that uh it's just a huge problem so don't if 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 you ever if there's ever a hippo bill that's you know i I don't care what side of the political political spectrum you fall on vote no against the hippo bill (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we don't like to get political. No, no, But no. we're going to take a stance against the hippo bill. Yes, definitely anti-having hippos here in the U.S. Uh, roam free. I'm totally fine with them being in the, the zoo. As long as they stay there. Um, but no, no wild hippos, please. Do it for the children. <laughs> so for you out there in Podcastia, that was the hippopotamus. So, wear sunscreen. Eat your leafy greens. And... Never give up without a fight, like the hippo here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey, Taxonomy Titans, thanks for listening to the episode. Just a few quick things. As always, reviews and social media engagement are greatly appreciated, but recommending the podcast to friends is the best way to help us grow. 
If you'd like some LDT flavored merch, check out teespring.com slash stores slash taxonomy teas. That's it. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. podcast. <laughs>